Hi, and welcome to What's Your Next Move, Aging on Your Own Terms. I'm Addie. And I'm Lisa, Addie's mom. And we're wondering, can loneliness cause dementia? Studies show it can greatly increase your risk. So join us today to learn the three C's that cure loneliness, connection, contribution, and community. That's a mouthful. All right, let's go. If the thought of getting older stops you from living your best life, this is your ultimate guide in moving from fear to freedom. We know technology can allow you to age where and how you want with a higher quality of life. And we will teach and share with you what you should use and when. If you are aging or caring for someone who is, we're here to teach you the ins and outs of aging in place. Every episode is a personal guide to all the technology, design tips, and creative solutions you'll need to live your life to the fullest. Get ready to discover what is available and determine the resources that will best work for you. Move from fear to freedom starting today. Let's dive in. So today we're talking about loneliness. Not not the best subject, but we're also talking about the cure to that, which is the three C's. So that's connection, contribution, and what's the third? Community. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you've learned a lot about connection and all of these different things in a lot of different spaces. But specifically, both of your kids lived overseas for a long time, me specifically and my brother as well. So can you talk a little bit about how you learned the importance of connection through that experience? Sure. Um, I think having Jacob was gone for both overseas and, uh, you know, hours away for almost 10 years and you were gone for six and a half in both Rome, Italy, and then Israel. And I'm not a person that calls every day. Or even in every week, like your not dad. your not your love language. No, no, no. Your dad would. My uh, dad wanted to know the kind of toilet paper that I was using. That's yeah, how much information yeah, he needed. Yeah. So I need to talk to you. I need to wake up with you. All those kinds of things. I'm not that type of person. So it was really important for me to stay connected to the kids because I needed something to be able to still be in their lives, make them feel comfortable. Especially Addie, because you were in two wars, you had surgery on your hand. Uh, you were during COVID, um, and you were, you know, a young lady by herself in a foreign country. So, um, part of how we did that was, you know, through scheduling and blocking out time, which is so critical, but creating kind of a rhythm of how we were going to talk to each other, when we were going to talk to each other and a no excuses kind of policy, but not a random pop in. Right. Which I see a lot of people do. Um, a random pop-in can actually be incredibly frustrating. Right. Like I missed mom or mom was going here or then you're trying to get off the phone with them because you made plans with your friends. Those types of things. So it's really important to have it structured and agreed to on both sides. Yeah. So basically you use technology. So we were using WhatsApp and all these different apps. Viber, I think, before yeah, that. Um, yeah. Bunch of different apps before that kind of communication was super popular, mm-hmm. but we were able to, as a family, retain that connection, which was really important for me going through very early stages in college and kind of retaining my identity, having that connection point of who I am mm-hmm. was really important. But it also helped us, you know, retain our sense of family, even though we didn't live together anymore. And that's super important for seniors because it's actually 
I believe the number one cause of death. It is. Right now, it's loneliness is the number one cause of death for seniors in the United States. Hmm. And um, I think people didn't, you know, they say stress kills. Um, but really loneliness, being disconnected when you're no longer having purpose in your life, when you're not showing up at work every day, when you're waiting by the phone for your grandkids to call or stop by, that's a hard thing to do. And you can actually kind of give up when time no longer has segments to it. Mm -hmm. Like we do our work day, right? And then you're like, oh, I get to go home and relax or I get to go home and do chores. I'm waiting for the weekend. We have our hump day. But when you no longer have those milestones, it feels like you're living a never ending kind of, you don't know what time it is. Yeah. Yep. And so one day turns into a year. Yeah. And if someone's not connecting with you, it's really hard to understand. And sometimes you can just give up. Yeah, definitely. So to combat that, and also, you know, we've learned, I'll speak a little bit later about this, but um, actually, according to the National Institute of Health, 43% of Americans over 60 are socially isolated. Mm -hmm. So that's that, you know, the statistic kind of supporting this idea that it's the number one cause of death. And also you get this really high increase of dementia, the chance for dementia, because I think it's just the basic concept. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. So if you're not talking to people, if you're not connecting with people, and having conversation and using your mind in that capacity, you kind of lose it. And um, I know firsthand that with our great grandma, my great grandma, that because she lived with us in a multi-generational household, she stayed better for longer. Yes. And so that brings us to our first C to combat this concept of loneliness is connection. So what is connection? So um, I'm sure there's a Webster dictionary definition, but who cares about that? <laughs> um, you know, for me, connection is how we connect. It's very different than community. Community is like kind of sitting in a room, that kind of thing. And I contrast these two because people often get them very confused. So connection is I'm actually making a connection with you. You're making a connection with me. It could be eye to eye connection which is really critical, especially with people that are hard of hearing, mm -hmm. being able to see the mouth move. Right. A lot of people read lips and they don't know they read lips. Being able, there's so many studies that if I smile and I smile for a long time at you, you mimic and you have to smile. Mm -hmm. So we are meant to be in connection. We're meant to see each other. Right. You know, it could also be game night. We, um, we did game night when everybody lived together, but we did game night when my mom and dad and her great grandparents lived together. And, um, you know, sometimes I think that's when I first started noticing grandma's Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. She was having disconnects and would get a little frustrated during game night. Um, things she could normally do. She couldn't do any longer. And we figured out how to play that in. She just wouldn't play certain games or we play easier games and that kind of stuff. But you can have a lot of fun because you have to laugh together. You have to be competitive. Zoom is a wonderful tool. We also did WhatsApp. If you're in Asia, you could do WeChat. Uh, Viber was a free one that we found out. And they're, they're always changing. There's always different ones. So So basically, the point of connection is this person to person, kind of these individual moments of connection. Um, well, and I'm going to correct you there. It's not always person to person. 
So there are studies that show that being in a virtual reality where you're doing something that makes you happy can give you just as much happiness as having your grandkids visit. Hmm. So it, it can be having a dialogue with Alexa or Google hmm. or a so, companion pet. So then connection is connecting su- to something. So basically it it's is. like a, a re- form of relationship that you have with something. Correct. Rather than just, um, you know, cause we, we, conceptually think of connecting as you know networking like Mm -hmm. you meet someone and it's kind of this maybe the definition is really just a point in time and that point in time is where you are met with either other people or other things that make you feel pets are great connections um and they really help combat loneliness so whether it's a live pet or a gamification pet a companion pet but they mean a lot like um you know people it's shown when you're caring for something and it cares for you even if it's something to pet um like you have a bird yes <laughs> you do <laughs> she's got a bird no i i am fostering a bird fostering a bird for for, for my dad's alzheimer's dementia care facility okay. i'm not just a crazy bird lady yeah no offense though no offense. but i also am a crazy bird lady you but, are yeah. you are so um there is a connection with your bird so what's your bird's name Widget, Widget, and Widget just learned how to say what? Well, uh, I don't know. She says, "What you doing?" On the what time. you doing? But you called me to tell me what she had just learned how to oh, say. Oh yeah, she um she says she says wah wah yeah yeah. <laughs> so I Which think is that's horrible. You know, that's a connection for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found birds in senior living is a great connection tool. People will wake up every day with purpose just to see the birds. And I'm, I'm not even a fan so, of birds. So can you, I feel like I'm even a little bit confused. So okay, what, great. can you give us one sentence? That's my goal. On, <laughs> can you give us one sentence on really what is the purpose of connection and what, what really is it? I think the purpose of connection is when you feel seen mm. is the purpose of connection. Okay. Gotcha. So when you feel seen, when the dog licks you and comes and once petted, when um, the bird says, what you doing? Um, when the companion pet makes eye contact and it's a robot, mm-hmm. um, when someone calls you or you're on a Zoom, when someone writes you a letter, that's connection or sends you a thank you card. When Alexa says, good morning, Lisa, it's time to wake up. That's lovely. Multi-generational living is connection built in. Yeah. And so what is the next step after that? So we're connected. We've we've created spaces and places where we can meet people, meet things that see us mm-hmm. and that value us. And then we have contribution. Oh, which is C. super important. So it's really important to be connected, but we have to feel that we're adding value to other people. You know, you feel, you hear the lottery talk all the time. Like if I win a million dollars, if I win the super lotto, if I do this, I wouldn't have to work another day in my life. I could, you know, not do anything. In reality, those stories end up being sad. Mm -hmm. Most people lose the money. Um, They don't feel like they're contributing. Mm -hmm. And it could be volunteering. It could be doing the laundry. 
It could be mentoring somebody or donating stuff. Um, it could be doing your unique ability, working, but working where you want to work and how you want to work. It could be holding somebody's hand or listens, listening to somebody that randomly calls in on a phone call. I think, you know, from my grandmother, when she came to live with us, it was she was not doing anything at my mom's house. My mom's like, she can't do anything. She's, mm. her mind's not there and um, she's going to hurt herself. And I said, no, absolutely not. The first thing that she's going to do at this house is chores. And she's like, I, she just can't do it. And I said, she can fold all the laundry and she can set the table every day. And also, I think when it comes to contribution and when you're kind of dealing with people that either have Alzheimer's or maybe mobility issues or something like that, it's like if a kid was coming and trying to help you do something mm -hmm. um, and they're either trying to vacuum or they're doing whatever and they're not doing a 100% job, right. is it bad? Are you mad at them? Like, no. do you have this, um, you know, oh, we should just not let them do it? Right. No, I think that we approach children a little bit with more grace and empathy. Most definitely. That at least, and I think for children, it's just as important to feel like you're contributing to the family. I know that me as a kid, I saw all members of my family work to support the family. So sometimes that looked like cleaning, which I really didn't like doing. Um, sometimes that looked like monetary contribution. Sometimes mm -hmm. that looked like taking time and supporting each other emotionally. Right. So I mean, like my father and I would do all the gardening together. Uh, my husband had the bees. You and Mama, your grandma, and your dad took care of the chickens and the rabbits. Mm -hmm. We, you know, plus Greg and I worked outside the family. My mother took care of grandma. Grandma, you know, did the folding of the laundry and set the table and would help out on other things. And she, let's be clear, she would complain. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, I feel so good contributing. But she didn't feel like she was a burden. Mm -hmm. And she felt like she was part of the family. And that's important. Maybe it goes back to the sense of autonomy as well. I think so. Of I think you're right. When you are kind of trying to keep people in a box and say, oh, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. One, you'll surprise yourself a lot because a lot of people can do a lot more than what's expected of them. 100%. Um, but also, which, you know, an example of that is I, I lived in Italy. And here we have wheelchairs all over the place. We have a lot of people with huge mobility issues, which there's a lot of, you know, um, re really unique and important to situations that contribute to that. But in Italy, the expectation was that you had to walk on cobblestone streets. And right. I would see 92-year-old women carrying six bags of groceries at once, walking on uneven cobblestone streets mm -hmm. with a cigarette in her mouth. <laughs> and I don't know about the last part, but it was just a completely different expectation. And doing that every day. And doing it every day. And they live for forever because yes. of that. Right. Maybe not the cigarette. Maybe but I mean, they're, they're close to, there are certain places that they're a blue zone. And part of it is the working of the muscles and What's a the blue body. Zone? A blue zone is where people age extremely long. Mm. So there's like islands in the, in the, you right. know, South. East, yeah. West there's Asia or whatever. And there's a yeah. place in Italy and they've studied them and actually connection and contribution are two of the biggest things. Well, there you go. Yeah. So um, if you have somebody you're responsible for, you kind of don't give up on life. 
as easy. And it could be a cat that you're feeding that stray. It could be a grandchild that you're feeding that stray. Like me. (laughs) Like Addie. But I think there's something to that. I think there is... um, like you went back to and said, there's autonomy. When when we strip away everything from people and we say, and we're doing it to kind of honor them and protect them, mm-hmm. but we're not meant to live in a bubble. And so, you know, you have to understand that when a kid's little, the worst thing that you can do to them is put them in a bubble and not let them experience life. Yes, you can keep them safe, but also they will hate you and be crazy. Yeah. And, and they don't learn and no. they don't feel like that autonomy. Again. No. And a senior, I mean, I would say this to my mom sometimes. I'm like, I would rather see my grandmother pass and die in six months than live six years in a bubble prison where nothing hurts her, but she's not connected. She's not living. She's not sitting out by the pool with us. She's not having to bend over and complain that the laundry is too low. I would rather see her really feeling like she was connected and she was contributing and a valued member of our family and our neighborhood than just uh, the princess and the pea, you know, just, you know, locked away in the golden tower. Yeah. And purpose is just so, so important. Every single person in this world, I'd say, is just trying to find their purpose. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I here for? Why am I here? And when you take away those things, like simple stuff, like cleaning the house and, you know, all all these different things or even taking care of pets or whatever it is, when you take all of that away, then and you have ample time, right, because you're not working anymore, then you have way too much time to feel and live in that loneliness. And also, everyone around you is doing a bunch of stuff. Well, you're also like a weird place where you watch more TV. Uh huh. Um, you're living almost in a virtual reality world. Totally. Yeah. It's Um, just not the goggles, but it's not the goggles, but it's the goggles of the TV, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is out there and you are just an observer. Mm -hmm. So really without contribution, you can actually lose connectivity as well. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So the third C though is community and how is that different from connection and how is that different from contribution well community is you know who you surround yourself with and it doesn't mean that you're actually having a conversation but it could so i'm going to give kind of two examples you know i grew up i'm and years old and um so i'm a gen xer and in our neighborhood there was a bunch of stay-at-home moms um, working a little bit later, but it, everybody had like five kids or more. And so you had these gangs of kids going around and doing something. You know, we we made our own football teams, basically. Right. Um, if we did something wrong and it was across the street, our neighbor would call my mom. Like there was no getting away. There was community. Yeah, we've talked about that specifically yeah. before. So too. you were held accountable. When we spent time in Italy visiting you, going to where my family was from in Sora, everybody comes down to the square every night and the old people are over here. The guys are playing, you know, um, chess or checkers over there. The women are chatting over here. The young kids are over here. But there's a sense of community and a and 
not autonomy, but responsibility to one another. Right. So I think that like community is this defined thing of like you all come to a common space, whether that's virtually or whatever, through a variety of different avenues, but you come to a common space for a common purpose. And it could be your local coffee shop. It could be a book club. It could be, you know, church. Church is a great thing. I have a, a lot of experiences with community. And I think that having connection on every different mm-hmm. level is so important because you, um, one, I think that, you know, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. So, um, there is something about being human that feels good about being a part of something. hundred percent. So, you know, sports teams, right. The Ohio state university, your street is community. So yeah. where we grew up sitting on the front porch, mm-hmm. that's community. You see people walk past and you say hi yeah. and you notice that there's a new baby in the baby carriage and then you might bring them some food. Somebody's sick and you notice and that they're not out on the porch. You might go on the front door and knock and see if they're okay. You might get the mail for somebody that's on vacation. So really it's like divided responsibility. So like no one individual person is responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do have community leaders that have more sway and things like that. But it is this sense of like you participate because you choose to and you all want to support some common goal. So I specifically, I have a women's group um, called WIT. Mm -hmm. And it's a group of me and my friends that are all over the world because I've lived in Italy and in Israel. And I have friends that live in Portland and all these different places. And so we meet every Sunday and um, we learn something together. We Mm -hmm. share things together. We do a section called validation and support or advice and decision making. And um, I found a lot of value in the reason why I created the group was because I was lacking community, Mm -hmm. especially in the female side of my life. I don't have a lot of community and connection with a lot of women my age. Other than Yeah, because you got grandma power. I got a bunch of old people that I love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, but, you know, I grew up with the brothers. So I think I was just always a little bit more comfortable with hanging out with the guys. I just got Mm -hmm. that a little bit easier. And so that community is really important for me because one, um, it's just a really cool space to share and to connect with everyone, but it's not this, um, responsibility. Like you have to do a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, it's also a space where we grow together. And I think that's important. It's important that you find your tribe. Mm -hmm. I have several different groups that I, um, am part of that we learn and grow together. And you want more than one group because if something happens with one, you can go to another. And you also do need to have, they say to have people 20 years older than you and 20 years younger than you. It gives you a massive perspective and really challenges your thought process Mm -hmm. on things to really understand what was it like to live in the depression? What was it like to actually be in a war war where five of your brothers were off serving? And you didn't know who was going to come home. Right. Um, kind of weird stories of, you know, how things love and loss and all of that. What's it like with, you know, having the Internet now and people being able to bully you online? Yeah. Like having those different points helps a lot. Um, and community does that. A great and, community kind of can 
round you out. Yeah, I was going to say that also community is a space where you're held kind of to a standard that Uh, you subscribe to be held to. So I know that um, when I seek advice from my friends, they are going to be honest with me. Right. And I go and I trust them with that. And I trust my community to check me when I need to be checked, which is valuable because I, I personally don't want to have to figure everything out on by myself. Right. And so I can bring these problems that I have, um, whether it's church or whatever, I can be open and honest about what I'm going through. And I don't have to have one singular person. And also because the connection point sometimes, so you have these connection points in the community, mm-hmm. but because the connection point isn't as, you know, very, you know, hugely deep as maybe your family is or something right, like that, right. you have uh, more of an objective kind of perspective on your life. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a valid point. I think you also could it could be a fitness per- place. It could be going to the Y. Um, it could be volunteering at a conservatory, volunteering with young entrepreneurs. Part of it is you get to reinvent yourself when you get into new communities. You don't have to have all your baggage of everything that you've done wrong in your life. Yeah, and you you can kind of revitalize yourself. And I think for aging on your own terms, you really have to figure out what works for you. And there's millions of opportunities out there. Right. When someone tells me they're depressed, I'm like, the first thing I ask them is, where are you volunteering? Who are you hanging out with? And also, also the thing about that, too, is that the beauty of the Internet is one Internet search and you can just say, you know, book clubs in Columbus on women's rights (laughs) and you can find somebody and you can or you can create somebody. And there's a million different ways to create and generate community and then therefore eventually connection. So in general, so we've kind of got through the the three C's. Yep. Right. Connection, contribution and community. And those all work in tandem to cure loneliness, which mm-hmm. is, once again, the number one cause of death for seniors. Yes. I mean, I it, you know, it was crazy to me because we talk about the big C, right? And the big C for folks in the United States is cancer. And for me, the big C is, you know, connection, contribution, and community. And we're missing that. Totally. It is, it is a huge difference. And you can get through the other big C or do it well when you have those three other things. Yeah. So for connection, you can do, you know, face to face, you can, you know, find a space where you feel seen Mm -hmm. and find people that see you. You can share stories, you can listen, you can compete in games. We're very competitive. Oh, yeah. There's lots of games where you can play on your phone and, and invite other people. And then we did that over COVID. We did that over COVID. And we actually um, would try to win as a team. And except for one of us may get a little competitive at a certain time. And then just like it was rafting or something on a water slide. And you would bump the other people, bump out. the other people out. You yeah, know? And then yeah. all of a sudden we were like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. We were laughing and we were connecting. Right. We were really um, the, the distance wasn't there. Yeah. I think. So we have connection and we have contribution, which is just giving people purpose, which gives them love and life. And it also gives them autonomy and freedom. Right. And then lastly, we have community, which is just being a part of a greater whole is just good for your soul. It is. And, and being accountable. You know, we want to be part of a tribe. Yep. 
We want to be part of a tribe. And just like the connection part, we want to be seen. And even if you're the person that sits in Starbucks or the library who doesn't want to talk to anybody, you're still around other beings. And there is something about being around other beings That's that is good for our soul. Yeah. Instead of being in front of the boob tube that they you know, used to call it. <laughs> That's I don't hilarious. know why they called it that, but that's what they called it. I think it's something that you don't want to discuss. But anyway, that's what, that what it was. So, I have no idea. So but. what's one thing that they can do today to have a better tomorrow? I think create a connection point. Call your mom, call your dad, um, your sister, your neighbor, somebody that you love. Ask them to lunch. Do a Zoom call. Get them earbuds while they're doing it so they can actually hear. Create a game night and have some fun. If you enjoyed this episode, help us to share it with family and friends whom you think will benefit. If you value our content, give it five stars, please. And let's stay in touch. Follow us across all our social media and let us know your story so we can best serve you. Until then, keep loving each other. We'll see you in the next episode.